Welcome to our third standalone episode of the G2 on 5G. It's brought to you by More Insights and Strategy. Today, Angela and I plan to review my recent research paper that was sponsored by Nokia. Uh, it's a 101 education on private networking where I dove into infrastructure, license spectrum, standalone versus non-standalone deployments, and more. But for the sake of our podcast and wanting to stick to the 15-minute uh, time window, we're going to focus on four key areas of the paper. So I'll go through it and I'll ask you, Will. Uh, I know you had those four different topics. And I wanted to ask you on the first one, I know that you talked about target industries and applications. Could you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah. So Nokia has actually published a lot of information on this. And I, I think one of the biggest poster child use cases for private networking from their perspective is uh, port management and mining because you know, with you know, kind of the safety concerns and that sort of thing that go on with that. And in fact, you know, I participated um, this week in an, an analyst event and they talked about um, how with private networks within mining operations, with LTE, they've seen a 40% um, improvement in worker safety. And mm. they expect with 5G that you know, with the, the ultra fast throughput and the ultra low latency, that that figure could even double. So those are very compelling use cases. I, you know, I, what I really focused on those from my perspective, what's really gonna be disruptive is manufacturing. When you look at machine to machine communication and process automation, everyone talks about industry 4.0. And honestly, not a lot of people know this, but um, the majority of non-carpeted enterprise environments or OT environments um, have been a mishmash of different modalities of wireless technology today. And, and in a lot of instances, Wi-Fi isn't even uh, in existence. And so cellular connectivity can really bridge that gap and facilitate that process automation. Um, I know personally, having gone through the Snowmageddon here in Austin, Texas, just <laughs> a few weeks ago, that energy and utility um, grid management is another application for private networks as well. Um, and then I think finally, and I, I talked to several, but the third I wanted to mention on the podcast is really around ag tech. And ag tech's the notion of integrating um, technology, cloudification, connectivity to improve farming and ranching um, in order to bolster uh, crop yields and livestock yields to the application of technology. So from my perspective, those are some of the top use cases and, uh, and target industries. And you mentioned Wi-Fi there, but I wanted you to kind of talk us through the part of the paper where you talk about the coexistence of 4G, 5G, and Wi-Fi. Yeah, I know. Thanks. It's a great question. And by the way, this isn't just about 5G private networking. Um, you have uh, lots of implementations uh, with LTE um, based on the workload uh, and the application. LTE is doing a fine job. But as you move to more um, video intensive um, applications when you move to a massive number of devices on a network. Inherently, 5G can just support that a lot more efficiently. Uh, and I talked about the fact that Wi-Fi enjoys a very broad install base on the carpeted side of the enterprise. And I don't expect that um, cellular technology is going to replace Wi-Fi. Um, quite honestly, you know, Wi-Fi is, is tried and true and tested. It has a very large footprint. It leverages uh, unlicensed spectrum. So right. inherently the overall cost of it is less expensive, but where, where I believe cellular is really gonna complement things 
is again in those non-carpeted environments of the enterprise where traditionally things haven't been connected. So at the end of the day, um, Wi-Fi and 4G and 5G are all better together. Yeah, and you, you were kind of talking about deployment considerations. So what are the general deployment considerations when it comes to private networking? I mean, there, I mean it, there are a whole host anshul of deployment considerations. Um, you, can, you can look at, as an enterprise, purchasing your own equipment and installing that on-premise if you have that capability. Um, you can go through a, um, an operator. So, you know, the likes of AT&T and T-Mobile and Verizon will all be providing private networking solutions. Um, you can do it as a, as a cloudified or as a managed service as well. Um, I've spoken on prior podcasts to a company, Solona, their startup um, that's offering um, private networking as a service in an attempt to make, make the deployment and management of that platform much like Wi-Fi. So nice. there, there are a host of different ways to go about it. Um, there isn't one right, you know, one size fits all from my perspective. It really depends on um, the, the, the savviness uh, of the customer, whether they have a light IT staff or they have a fully, you know, fully burdened IT staff where they can manage this sort of thing. Um, or if they, they don't want to treat this as a CapEx expense and depreciate it, and would much rather treat it on their balance sheet as, a, as an operational expense. So, you know, based on all those variables, um, the nice thing is there, there are a number of options that are open to enterprises uh, for the deployment of private cellular networking. So you, you talk about options, you talk about, you know, not all solutions are necessarily the same. So what's Nokia's value add and market position in, that you mentioned in this paper? So from my perspective, when I, when I compare Nokia to its traditional competitors in Huawei and Ericsson and Samsung networks, um, they've invested the most in, in private networking. Um, their, you know, their Nokia Enterprise Business Unit has been at it for quite some time. If you look at the number of customer wins with respect to private networking, uh, the company claims over 260. And those are customer wins. Those aren't network deployments. So many of their customers have multiple network deployments um, with their equipment. So um, when, when I look at, you know, just the amount of time they've been focused on it, the maturity of that Nokia Enterprise business unit, and um, again, you know, the, the experience uh, that they have doing it, uh, the IP assets that they have at their disposal, um, you know, clearly from my perspective, they are leading the charge. Now, um, not, not, not to say that, you know, you're not going to see, you know, other, uh, other of their traditional competitors get into the space, but right. certainly they do have, um, you know, a, a leadership advantage. You know, we've, we've often talked about, you know, operators deploying 5G, right? And how some have an advantage over another, um, you know, everyone will, will catch up eventually. Um, that's a little bit different when you start talking about, you know, public networks versus private networks and spectrum and right. that sort of thing. But, but again, from my perspective, when you look at all of those ingredients, really Nokia, they, they bring, from my perspective today, uh, the most capabilities with respect to private networking. Right. And I think it makes sense. We've, we've talked a lot about their, their private networking capabilities during our weekly podcast. So it makes total sense that this would be a position for them to have. Um, I think that kind of wraps up the questions that I had for you about the paper. Um, so I think we'll, we'll kind of just wrap this up and say uh, that we hope our viewers and listeners 
uh, found this week's topic interesting. And if there anyone would like to reach out to us for future podcasts on a specific 5G topic, please reach out to us on social media. Will is at Will Town Tech, and I'm at Anshul Sog. And we want to say thanks again to Nokia for sponsoring this standalone 5G episode. And we hope you guys have a great weekend, and please tune in again next week. Download the paper at nokia.ly slash privatenetworking101.